When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack. That's me. And we're going to do something a little special today. But before we do that, I'm going to just sit down and chat with you. How are you all doing today? I want to give a special up top shout out to my executive producer, Patreon supporters. That's David Ham, Real Snacks Attacks, Thomas Risling, uh, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Abdur, Matt Thompson up there in Canada, Tamor and Abdul, the Brothers Butter, Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, and Zach Anderson doing stand up comedy out there in Wisconsin. Give him a follow at the Whiteout52. Um, thank you all. My executive producers each month, them and other members of my what we call the Teen Up Wardroom on Patreon.com slash Catnapsack, jump into a business call or a podcast that I record. Um, and, uh, you know, they uh, get to hear my business goings on, some questions, and, and they help me with advice, and, and, it, and it's really good. And I, I want to thank the high tier supporters for all of that. So, especially my executive producers. Hey, everybody. We're going to do something a little different. So I, as you all know, put out a book, Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments That Built the Galaxy Far, Far Away. Let me rephrase that. Mango Publishing put out a book that I wrote called Why We Love Star Wars. And I have been doing the big press blitz. Probably annoying. Well, like, Ken, yes, you wrote a book. Congratulations. Get out of my life. No, that's my self-loathing taking over. I wrote a book. Very proud of it. And once you write a book... Because anyone who has written a lot of books would have told me already. The journey only begins. you got to keep getting the word out. Books just don't appear in people's uh, shopping carts. They have to be alerted to it. And I'm trying to really get outside the realm of my normal promotions to talk to people that uh, maybe aren't familiar with my work and all those kind of things. And I'm doing a lot of cool, wonderful shows and a lot of... A lot of cool little uh, sit-downs and press, uh, print ad, uh, not print, but, you know, uh, writing, words. I write words. Uh, a lot of different things. One of the great things I had an opportunity to do was with Star Wars, the last fan group, which is on Facebook, uh, run by uh, many people, a lot of admins, um, but two in particular. Uh, and I want to leave any of the admins out. Jacqueline Washburn, a lot of those great people I've met. Um but uh, Lauren Romo and Chad Benefield uh, have uh, been patron supporters of, of me over at Ken Knapsack and Force Center and um, really supportive. So um, they reached out. I believe Chad uh, first, Lauren, I can't remember. They reached out and were like, uh, would you like to come do a Q&A in the Facebook group? And people talk about your book, talk about Star Wars. I love to do that and get the word out. And not just like, hey, here, I wrote a book, but here's the hows and whys and let's celebrate this whole process and and this thing we love, Star Wars. So uh, a lot of you listening right now, you might be fans of me or the Knapsack Files, and you're not necessarily a fan of Star Wars. Uh, that's fine. 
this is about my process, too. It's a lot about how I came up with the things that are in the book. Um, if you haven't read the book, you, it's fine. You won't be lost. Uh, it's just a fun Q&A. And I asked for permission from the group, and they said yes, because I had recorded this. We did this on a YouTube unlisted link, and members of the group participated. But now I want to kind of shine a light on the group, the Star Wars The Last fan group. They used to do a lot of coverage of like Collider Jedi Council specifically and everything, but now it's just uh, Star Wars overall and a lot of different shows, and I'm thankful for that. Um, uh, so if you're a Star Wars fan and aren't familiar with them, uh, you can reach out, request to join, and it's a great, fun, uh, celebratory Star Wars community. doesn't mean they don't have a little, little fun, little debates every now and then, and um, you, you, no matter what you like or don't like in Star Wars, you'll be welcome, welcomed as long as you uh, can have a good civil discussion about it, you know? Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to them. All the admins, uh, but particularly Chad and, and Lauren, who have been very receptive uh, from the beginning with the stuff I'm doing here. So that's coming up here in a bit. It's about an hour long, um, and uh, that'll be it. That'll be it. You'll get to listen to the show uh, and and uh, go on um, go on your merry way. And if you saw, haven't picked up the book, you can do so at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, wherever books are sold. And if you uh, don't see it, you can request it. And that includes uh, your local book sh- bookshop, uh, bookstore, uh, even the library. I've actually uh, requested it here in the L.A. Uh, library system, and uh, you can do that in your area, too. Just go to your local library's website or go in and ask them, too, and they can uh, you know, get, a, get a hold of the book, purchase the book, and have it uh, available for a lot of people. Uh, so that is that is cool, uh, and it's just a great to talk Star Wars with fans. So it's a treat for you guys this week. That's the episode uh, coming up here in a bit. And I want to talk uh, about some of the shows that are here on the Knapsack Files that maybe. Uh, you're not as familiar with or you know what's going on new show on here about once once a month now it's going to be called mysteries it is called mysteries and the unexplained and it is hosted by paranormal paranormal reporter nolan guthrie uh each month uh guests come in tell stories of the unexplainable of mysteries of the world and uh, i think it's uh, kind of fun fun to do dutch allen still around motivations with ken coming back try to do this main show on wednesday then i got the kind of lighter Different shows, Saturday late night release uh, on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I got to say bluntly, may, might not be for everybody. They're comedy podcasts. Spoiler, I'm playing the characters. Uh, so if that's your thing, give it, a, give it a go. If it isn't your thing, that's fine. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Uh, you can find out uh, everything I'm doing on KenAppSock.com if you haven't checked it out already. There's a shop there which you can uh, get exclusive like uh, uh, poster art for the book, signed copies, and coming soon, book plates, where if you want me uh, to personalize a, you know, a little signature for you in the book, Why We Love Star Wars, you can go there and uh, order one. That's coming very, very soon. So uh, that is it for me uh, right now. I think uh, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll get right into the Q&A. What do you think about that? Thanks for listening here to me on the Knapsack Files. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I do believe we're live. Hello, everybody. Anyone else there in the chat room? Uh, I got some names popping in here. Uh, my name is Ken Napsack. That's Wicked over my shoulder. And on the phone right now, if we can hear her, Lauren, you there? I am here, Ken. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Lauren Romo is one of the admins of the group, and she's on the line. Uh, as always, I like to do some uh, techs, uh, tech checks. Uh, everyone in chat who's listening now, we got a few of you here, like Jacory Ghost World, uh, who is the it's the secret identity of, uh, what did I say, Stephen? Is that Steve? There, Steve Fouts. Um, Mark Monahan, and we have Save a Seat for Schnepp. Respect. Uh, Jacqueline Washburn's here, one of the admins as well. A lot of people, so. Uh, Kyle Gerbrandt is here. Hey, Kyle. I have the chance to meet Kyle up in Seattle, I believe it was. So, uh, can everyone hear me? Number one, let's do that. Give me a, give me a hell yeah in the chat room that you can hear me. <laughs> Takes a while. We got that delay. Corey, hell yeah. We got a hell yeah. We got to hear you. And everyone, can you all hear Lauren? Lauren, talk. Hello. Hey, there's Lauren. Talk, talk some more, Lauren. Say hello to your friends. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing? All right, so she's calling in from uh, uh, my uh, Google Voice number. So, all right, that's good. Um, I uh, I got about a good hour plus here. No 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 real time limit on it. Just going. Just a, a few of you here now, and help spread the word. If you want to uh, keep posting or commenting in the Facebook group, you do that, and this is going to live uh, live for a bit. So, um, Lauren, first of all, I want to start with you, Lauren. You're one of the names I know from this fan group, uh, Star Wars: The Last Fan Group, uh, which I got familiar with covering. Uh, uh, you guys cover a lot of Collider Jedi Council stuff, but it's uh, now mm-hmm. kind of covering all Star Wars. How long have you been involved with the group? So that started, let's see, I've been an admin for like two years, I think 2017, right around kind of, um, I'm trying to think, TFA, well, a little bit after TFA, okay. right before Last Jedi. Um, I jumped on the page and kind of just went from there, really. Um, and then I met, you know, Jackie, Katie, um, Sarah, Kyle, Derek, all that celebration. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> you got a lot of fun talking Star Wars with everybody, yeah. with you, with everybody that and everything. Yeah, you guys in the group do a great job helping spread the word about all things Star Wars now, positive, and we at Collider mm-hmm. Jedi Council have always appreciated your support. Uh, I love that it's mm-hmm. expanded, uh, covering uh, a lot of things, including my Force Center podcast with Joseph and Jennifer, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, and meeting you guys at Celebration, uh, that first day on the floor was a lot of fun. So, uh, I just want Lauren, uh, Lauren, I want you on here to start the show, and then we'll start uh, diving in. I'll let you hang up, and you can uh, pop into chat and have all those kind of things. But but any final messages before we begin, Lauren? 
No, I uh, just again kind of really appreciate your time doing this. I know you're a very busy man, and uh, I know myself and all the other admins appreciate your time and uh, letting us have some fun with you today. All right, we we are going to have a lot of fun today. So, all right. So, uh, if you're listening in chat, Lauren, you can you're you're free. You're released of your duties. You can you can hang up and join in. I just wanted a, a friendly voice on the show with me where uh, we begin. So, uh, that is that. I'll let Lauren go there. And um, looking at all of you here in the chat. Now, I know there's some questions in the Facebook group. I'm going to try to get over to it. But if there's any admins in the chat right now that want to occasionally pop a, a question in here from the Facebook group, so I can see it a lot more easier, I agree appreciate that. Um, we don't have to do that. I can also figure it out for myself. So uh, with uh, Chance here, Tyler's here, uh, Ghost Word's still hanging around, uh, Jacqueline and Save a Seat for Schnepp. Uh, and uh, I, I, I know he's from Greece because I always see his uh, tweets there. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Themistocles? So that's not too bad. You got to give me some credit. I always call you Them. It's like a good Star Wars name. Uh, checking in from Greece. That's awesome. Uh, Lauren's got me. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, because uh, we'll start with a shout out to uh, uh, my Force Center co-host, Jennifer Landa, who is accepting, uh, ex- expecting her second Padawan uh, inside a couple months. So she's taking a little bit of uh, a leave of absence from Force Center, but Joseph and I are going to keep going on. Uh, announcements this week about some programming and some stuff being shifted around, but uh, we're continuing, continuing very strong. So, all right, uh, we got a first question coming in here. Now, uh, for the most part, uh, I'll pull up the... Hi, Wicket. Say hi to Wicket again. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we're promoting the book, right? That's what I'm here for. That's a business. But really, the reason I wrote this book is is also why I'm here. I love Star Wars, and I want to talk Star Wars, so I'll take questions from all over. Uh, yeah, a lot of it will be focused on the book, but, uh, you know, Star Wars is a big, a big galaxy. I'm sure you might have some questions. First question I want to answer here comes from Jacqueline Washburn. Jacqueline says, hey, Ken. How in the force did you decide the order of your list? I'm imagining 100 post-its all over a wall and constantly being rearranged. All right, that's a great question. And by the way, too, in chat room, if I missed your question or you feel it kind of moves up, because I see about six at a time there, just re-ask your question, no problem. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, I'll tell you what, I actually think it might have been a little bit of the force there. If you, go to the, if you go to the table of contents there, I didn't actually rearrange it much from when I just sat down and wrote them all out for the very first time. Uh, it just, uh, it, some of them made sense. I moved some things around because I had to move some things around. Um, and I don't want to completely spoil the order for people who haven't picked up the book yet or just here to chat or maybe you haven't gotten that far. But there's some ones later on that um, uh, I, I found out just kind of by accident, you know, as I'm writing the book, uh, that uh, it's too similar to the one after it or maybe a two or three before I wanted to kind of give a little dis- distance. And most of that was based based around death, quite frankly. If a character, I didn't want to write back to back essays about characters dying. So some of those got moved around and um, it was kind of, it was difficult, but it was easy. If that makes sense, uh, Jacqueline, it, it was like, uh, I didn't have that string to solving a murder uh, wall. Uh, I wish I did. It would have been kind of cool. Um, but uh, I, uh, I just kind of, I kind of came out, just kind of came out of me. Now I will say, uh, on a spotlight Star Wars edition years ago, like we're talking three or four years ago, I had a for the fiftieth episode, I had a uh, uh, top fifty things I love about Star Wars, which was kind of the early idea of this book. Uh, about twenty of those ideas popped 
into the book. So it kind of helped having a little bit of a, of a base there. Uh, so that's a, a great question there. Uh, let's move on. Well, we got Mark checking in from Pittsburgh. Uh, save a sheet, uh, seat for Schnepp. That's a lot of S's there uh, for the great John Schnepp. Uh, question, after John Williams wraps up episode nine, who would you like to see take the main spot or would you like it to be different each time? I think different each time, but I'm, I'm really excited about Raman Jawadi if if uh, he makes the transition over. That's completely uh, out of my own mind. There's no news to support that, no room even to support that Dan and Dave are are gonna do a series and produce a series and they're looking for music they've got one of the best uh, and I think Rama Jawadi after seeing him perform live in concert as I have uh, he's a complete rock star and I would love to see his take on the music um, so uh, Katie Z has a question from the chat room uh, Lauren's posting here I can't imagine cutting down this list was easy for you what was the hardest moment to leave on the cutting room floor there was I, and, and, and save a seat for Schnepp has a similar question next here. So I'll double up those questions. He asks, uh, or, or they ask, I shouldn't assume he, uh, what was something that uh, almost made the book out, uh, but did, uh, didn't make the final cut. Uh, the book is great by the way. Well, thank you. Save a seat for Schnepp. Uh, so what, as far as things, um, things that got cut, uh, there's some, maybe uh, star Wars, uh, Han Solo moments from the original trilogy. A lot of those, uh, I wanted, there was, uh, I wanted to put more Poe in the book. I don't think I have a ton of Poe Dameron stuff in the book. Um, but I wanted, there's a couple last Jedi moments with Poe. Uh, I want to, wanted to put in, uh, specific moments maybe from some of the novels. Sometimes I went with the uh, different choices, and I uh, wish I kind of forgot, and I just said this on another show that's coming out, so I don't want to double up my information, but I kind of forgot a moment from Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I actually just, I, there's something from that book uh, in my book, uh, at essay number 75, the Panaka stuff, but I wanted to put more of the dinner party stuff, and I gotta be, I kind of forgot about it. So we'll keep that for next time. Uh, as far as uh, musicians, yeah, uh, save a seat for Schnepp agrees with Raman Jawadi. Tyler, uh, Tyler Typress uh, says, uh, I'd love to see Kevin Kiner do more Star Wars scores. I, I totally do agree with that. I think Kiner, I agree with Christian when we talk about uh, Kiner being kind of trapped to the TV side of things, and, and particularly his work in Rebels was amazing. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Uh, Them's got some questions from Greece here. I says, I noticed the four interludes and the four images on the front page. Really loved them. Whose idea was to have those specific images icons, like the lightsabers for chapter two, the first step into a larger world. Um, I, yeah, I, I, that, I, I got to give credit to the editor, uh, the editing team at Mango Publishing. As you guys know, this book is, is made with them and through them. Um, so they made a lot of those decisions. Uh, the, I'll be honest, the, the little icons, which I love, they, they pitched me this title and the cover and everything that was from them. And I just kind of, this, this is a real simple grabs your attention kind of cover. And these little, uh, drawings here that I'm pointing to on the video, uh, are from, uh, just an artist that they have an account with on Shutterstock. Glamorous, right? That's the glamorous world. Uh, I did want to do, uh, wanted to work with Janine, uh, Bryce, Janine, the machine, Janine Debean, you might know her from the movie Trivia Schmodown. I love Janine's work. And in fact, I do have an exclusive kind of variant cover, if you will, but it's a poster that Janine created specifically for me using a little bit of the title and some of her own artwork, her little digital pop art she does, which I just am a huge fan of. And that's available actually on my website and at live shows coming up and live events. I'm going to be having some of those. Um, and I had thought about 
that would have been a cover, but uh, th- this is just, you know, it's from their team and it's simple and I just liked it there. So Jacqueline says, wish I had the ending for Dr. Cyber where Venture sacrificed herself for Voss because she loves him. I just finished reading the book to my nine-year-old and the moment gets me every time. Yeah, that's a great moment too. And, and um, that's one of the issues I had. I, I, I Most of these moments are movie moments, right? Out of, out of the hundred moments and, and the 104 total essays, uh, they're mostly, mostly movie moments and i kind of went back in my head and going back to your original question uh, jacqueline about how i came up with the list uh, it was just what do i know in my heart has grabbed my attention and dark disciple though a book i love i was one of my early reads and i don't remember a lot of it and i just didn't have the time to go through every moment i had to go with my heart the force um and then i wanted to go i really I really loved the moment with Ventress and Mother Talzin and her kind of falling back into her Mother Talzin's arms um, just meant a lot to me in terms of that was the first time I kind of was like, oh, Ventress has a little bit more to her as a character for me. And that has a lot to do with Katie Lucas. And I hope you guys all uh, have listened to Jennifer Landis' Happy Beeps episode about the Ventress and Katie Lucas. Um, if you haven't, go back and check it out. It's really great. And so I wanted to capture that moment. Not that I had to have just one Ventress moment. Um, that one just jumped out to me a little bit more. Chance uh, Cook has a book question. Was this book always what it ended up being or did it evolve? Meaning, did you ever intend to do go in another direction when you started? No. Um, it's pretty much, Chance, it's, it's pretty much always been what uh, this was. Um, I am a writer, a screenwriter, and a stand-up comedy writer, and a sketch writer. I'm a good speech writer. I wanted to test myself as a a book writer, an author, as they they will say. But um, I'm still learning the process, and it's a hard process. So I wanted it was easier for me to break it up into chunks. So the collection of essays was always the plan, and the title change. It was originally my title as pitched to Mango was the uh, was. Um, 100, uh, 100 Reasons to Love Star Wars, the, the, the moments that built the galaxy far, far away. And uh, they came back with, uh, you know, they do a lot of testing, a lot of market testing, and, and they wanted to be direct. Why we love Star Wars. This was what the book was about. And uh, they added the great moments that built the galaxy far, far away. And uh, we went back and forth a little bit on the words every now and then. But uh, that was it. And I loved it. And the moment they said it, there was a couple different ideas that came across the email chain, their marketing team and stuff and sales team and and just why we love Star Wars. It just it just worked. And I thought, well, that's a good hashtag. That's a better hashtag than my title of 100 Reasons to Love Star Wars. Uh, so the book, Chance, always always was intended to be 100 of the Greatest Moments, and, and it stuck with it. What I had to do, the title change came about halfway through the writing. And if I ever got stuck, and this is why I love the title, even though it's, it's a real kind of simple, direct title, if I got lost during an essay, my editors, uh, Hugo and Robin over at Mango, would remind me, hey, go to the title. The title is Why We Love Star Wars. So the scene you're talking about, why does that make you love Star Wars? And that kind of helped in the process, too, if I got lost. And I got lost a lot. Uh, Tyler agrees with Jacqueline about that moment. Uh, Steve says, next time I smell a, smell a sequel follow-up to the book. Hey, the nice thing is Star Wars is continuing, whereas he's got a lot more coming. So maybe if, if someone will have me, I would uh, do it again. Uh, Lawrence posted another question from the Facebook group. Uh, and I'm playing catch up with this question, guys. You guys are doing great. This is, I hope you guys are having fun. I hope this, isn't, uh, hope this is worth your time. Uh, Katie uh, Herson uh, asks, always in motion the future is, but how many list-worthy moments do you think we might see in the rise of Skywalker? Over under five. I'm going to take the over. 
I'll let's say it's five. The over under. We'll put it at five. Five iconic moments. I think we'll get over. Now the thing is too, if in the book like Last Jedi has a lot for me because you know the eyes of Leia has always been one of my favorite moments, and that's a second. That is not a scene. It's not a sequence. It's not a sound effect. It's it, it's a character moment that lasts a second, two seconds at most. So always take the over because what the, what I hope this book gets across is it's not always the big giant things uh, that make us love Star Wars. It is the tiny little things. One of my favorite things as a kid, and I've talked about it on Spotlight Star Wars and Force Center a lot and other places, in Return of the Jedi, Battle of Endor, an ATSD shoots the trees, and one of the trees does this, and then they jump cut to space, back to the battle uh, the space battle. That's always been one of my favorite moments. And I I wanted to maybe even write about that. That was one of the moments maybe kind of didn't make the cut. Because when I once the book started going, I was like, I I want it to be a little bit more, a little more deeper at times. Uh, But that's on there, too. That almost made have made the list. All right. Jacory question. Haven't finished yet. But while reading on the beach last weekend, I felt like I was sitting next to a friend and talking about it. How much did your uh, friendships influence your choices? That's a great question. That's a great question. Thank you for uh, reading the book on the beach. Um, I'd say I've learned so much from all my uh, friends in Star Wars. You know, um, the music, the love of music and paying attention to the music of Star Wars really comes from Mark Riley. Understanding the deeper themes and never looking at something on screen and failing to look at the things behind it, that, that's what it's like to talk Star Wars with Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, there's a lot of the pure joy. Ewoks, my appreciation of Ewoks has grown because of knowing Jennifer Landa. Uh, the knowing, knowing what people require out of um, the bigger moments and the bigger themes and the lore, that, that comes from hanging out with Christian Harloff. R2-D2, Mark Ellis. Um, Maude Garrett, working with her back in the day and just seeing Star Wars from a different generation only about 10 years apart, but she was a special edition kid and kind of being able to see it through her eyes. All those things will affect you, and all of that does come into my love of Star Wars now. Mark Monahan asked how I feel about the push for Keanu Reeves being the Old Republic movies. If, they get the, if they're the Old Republic movies, ah, uh, hey, look, Keanu, I love Keanu. He's sitting, I talked about him on uh, the Knapsack Files uh, recently on an episode of Three Things. I just love that such a nice guy is getting a push. If he wants in Star Wars, I'll take him. Tyler says, I personally do enjoy the book Heir to the Jedi, which was one of the first few books in the canon uh, slate. When a certain character passes at the end of the book, that got me emotional. Uh, from the, yeah, from the, what is now the Legends Expanded Edition version. Uh, uh, yeah, Heir to the Empire, uh, the, the whole Zahn trilogy is very special to me. I've always got to be honest, I don't think it held up as much as uh, I think uh, uh, I remembered. Um, Zahn is a different style. He's more of a sci-fi writer to me and then a fantasy Star Wars-y writer. But he, but Air of the Empire, uh, the book, and then the, just the trilogy itself, you can never overlook, never overlook what that trilogy of books did to the Star Wars fandom. It reignited our love of Star Wars, and that's why I always have a special place in my, in my heart. Even though I get accused of hating Legends, I just don't like a lot of legends, but I don't hate legends because it kept the it kept the, the love going. Chad Benefield's here, one of the admins of uh, Star Wars: The Last Fan Group. Hey, Ken, is there any uh, anything fans or group members do to get books in their local indie bookstores? Hey, I do appreciate it. Let's be blunt. You guys want to talk business? Uh, this this little beautiful thing right here, which is surreal, that I'm holding it in my hand and it smells like a book. Um, 
This is like a, it's like a band, man. You, you, you got the rock stars who are super rich and famous, and then you got the ones down below who are always shuffling. I, I have to get the word out about this book. I have to keep selling it and peddling it. I am like a used car salesman or a door-to-door vacuum salesman. So if you guys just spread the word, uh, if you take a picture uh, and you like the book and use the hashtag why we love Star Wars, that's great. Uh, if you like it, I always say this too. If you if you uh, read the book and you and you don't like what I have to say, but you still like my podcast, you, you don't have to do anything. Uh, this is art I put into the world, and people are going to react to it or, or not going to react to it. So if you want to help, uh, an Amazon review. If you've read the book or you've read enough of the book where you feel confident in, in, in reviewing it, uh, put a, a quick little blurb on Amazon. That helps a lot. That word we always hear about algorithms. Uh, iTunes, YouTube, Amazon. It's really important, and I can't say that enough. So great question, Chad. Business question, uh, but I appreciate it there. Back to Tyler here. I'm just going down here. I hope you guys are having fun here. Um, I definitely understand that you'd have to choose a lot of movie moments. I think this is a very hard task for you uh, because essentially everyone can love any moment from any medium. Uh, The books and shows and games all have awesome moments, but to, to... Pick for those would be very hard. Yeah, Tyler, that's a great observation. Clone Wars is a great example. I love the Clone Wars series. Really love it a lot, but it's that's a lot. And I was watching it. Uh, I'm, I'm here in my home studio, and I, you can see that's my TV in the corner there. And I'd sit down and write, and I'd put something on. If I was writing a specific moment, say the Ventress Mother Talzin moment, I watched it 20, 30, 40 times in a row. Um but to go back and watch all the Clone Wars, uh, there's and to go back, Jacqueline, you had a question, uh, how I came up with the moments, and, and you guys were asking about moments that, that missed. Uh, I mention it, but there's a Padme speech, one of her big political speeches. Would have liked to, maybe, maybe that would have made the cut. It was a very close call. I wanted a little more Padme moments. Uh, it just didn't happen as much as I wanted it to. Um, but that's because there's so many moments in the Clone Wars and comics and books to pour through. Uh, it's not as... Uh, Vibrant and visceral as the movies, of course. Um, save a seat for Schnepp. Ask, how did you stay focused while writing this book? Any tips and any advice? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> it's very hard. Um, I, I had a couple emotional breakdowns writing this. Uh, there was a couple times I just felt I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't announce it, so not a lot of people knew what I was doing. So um, I'd be, you know you know, working on podcasts and stuff during the day. And it's been very fortunate that I've been freelance this whole time. Didn't have a, you know, haven't had a full-time job for a while. Uh, and even though that means I'm scraping by and eating leftovers and all that stuff, it meant I had more time to write the book. Um, and the thing is, uh, save a seat for Schnepp. You have to focus and you have to write whenever you want to write. There's no such thing as writer's block. Writer's block is a myth. Uh, yes, things are going to uh, be more difficult to write at times. The words are going to not co- are not going to come out as easy as I stumble over that sentence. That's how hard words are. Um, and sometimes it flows. I wrote 11 essays in two and a half days to start the process. I went up to my uh, hometown, went up to my parents' house, bunkered down, and, and just wrote 11 essays real quickly. And I thought, ah, this is going to be so easy. And then just the process continued to get harder as I went along. And you just got you have to write. You have to roll up your sleeves and concentrate and write. You have no choice why you have deadlines and you're trying to get this done. You have to, you, you have no options. You have to stay focused. So, 
Dig in, Schnepp. Save a seat for Schnepp. Dig in. Uh, Mark Monahan, what moments did you know uh, you would not add a list, something that you know, was popular, but you didn't want to include it? Oh, that's good. I like that, que- I like that question. Um, yeah, oh, that's a good question. I-, I think, Mark, I do have some of those answers. Uh, and I remember thinking, or maybe the ones that aren't as high. Uh, maybe I could look through here. There's some. There's some moments that I thought, oh, people are going to be upset that I've ranked it that low. Um, I'm trying to look through here, trying to look through here. Um, oh man. Uh, oh, the Imperial March is pretty high, but I thought people would say that's a number one reason. The Millennium Falcon is pretty high, but even my editor thought I put the Falcon higher. Um, I thought, um, that maybe, uh, specific moments, lightsaber fight moments, the, the empire, uh, that, that's definitely one. I put the, you know, I am, a, I am your father is, is definitely there, but making more specific references to the lightsaber fight on Bespin, stuff like that. Uh, that's a great question, Mark. I might have to come back to that when I think about it. Cause there were some moments when I thought, I know that's not there. That's going to make people upset. Uh, Steve uh, says, not a question for Cam, but, but, but guys, the cover of the Art of Star, uh, Rise of Skywalker book, I agree. Uh, Will Dixon says, I put down Master and Apprentice in favor of uh, why we love Star Wars. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to do that. I appreciate that. Um, read both if you can. Uh, Jacqueline says, me too. Save a seat for Schnapp, uh suggestion. Databank Royal Rumble. Uh, ha, it, that, that's all Joseph's show, so he doesn't really watch wrestling. So, uh, you know, I, I'd have to explain that to him. I think. I mean, he knows he knows enough about it. But he doesn't watch it, so that's all. That's his show. What funny idea. Steve Fox says, any chance for an audio book narrated by yours truly that would uh, would be actually be more cost effective of a print. So again, uh, this is not a, you know, not a self-published book. This is not, I don't have anything to do with the publishing side of it. It's Mango Publishing, a company out of Miami. So I don't know a lot of those questions, but I'll say this, I'll say this, y'all here, an audio book is forthcoming. Um, I have, uh, I'm hoping I get to do it, but it's not often that authors get to do their own audio books. So to be blunt, I have auditioned for it. Um, not with the pub has nothing to do with the publisher has to do with a separate company. Um, I have auditioned to read my own book, so hopefully that will happen. Uh, but I, an audio book will be forthcoming, uh, but it might be a bit. So that's why I say get it. Um, uh, did review, 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 uh, I've got some sort of, yeah, there is Goodreads. Steve folks. That's a good idea. Goodreads. I forget. I have Goodreads there. Um, I hear a lot of authors showing up local cons and taking parts and panels to signings. Is that something you plan on doing? Can we help? Uh, yeah, if you have a if you have a comic convention, uh, Chad, near you, um, and you can request or, or email and say, hey, here's a guy you should put on the radar screen, and they can bring him on out for panels and stuff. That's a great idea. I I can't always do that, and it's a little overwhelming. Where I try to maintain my normal business uh, de- dealings. Um, uh, so I'd like to do that. Um, but it's same thing with like when people say, ask Mark Ellis, uh, and Josh and I, Hey, could you come out here to do comedy? We'd love to you, the comedy clubs in your city need to want us. So that works too. Same with the books thing. If you have a local indie bookstore, just uh, slide on down. If you feel comfortable doing it, go over to the bookstore and say, Hey, do you have this book? Why we love star Wars? And no, Oh, I'd like to order it. Or could you order it? I'll come back later. You don't have to buy it. Just say, I'll come back later when you get it or something like that. That helps too, as well. And requesting it at your local library. 
Uh, Chance writes, uh, uh, would you ever be interested in writing an Del Delroy or Disney press? Uh, absolutely, 100%. Uh, not a narrative one. I don't know if I'm comfortable in my ability to write a full narrative uh, book, a, a novel, um, but uh, something that's, uh, I have some ideas for something a little different, but, you know, um, uh, this book's not on their radar screen, so uh, I just uh, have fun writing for you guys right now. Uh, Jacqueline says, uh, you bring up a great point that the chosen one is whoever you personally think it is. Certainly after episode nine, everyone's opinions are going to change, but who exactly made the prophecy was a specific person or just a story that was passed down. Yeah. So I love, uh, that's why I wrote about the, the prophecy of the chosen one, which was, uh, what is that? Number 30. Here it is. The prophecy of the chosen one. Um, what I'm fascinated with prophecies. I love game of Thrones. World of Ice and Fire, Song of Ice and Fire, and I love the prophecies. But I love that they're supposed to be wrong, that's supposed to be misinterpreted. And the thing with the Chosen One prophecy is George Lucas is very clear. It's Anakin. That's who it is. End of story. Uh, But even in new canon, they play around with that, and I love that. I love that Obi-Wan kind of believes Luke might be the Chosen One or kind of thinks Luke's the Chosen One. We're not sure, and I don't want to be sure. I love... I just love the idea that these things can be misinterpreted. And even though George has given us the answer, that doesn't mean the characters in the story know that George Lucas has said Anakin's the chosen one. So I think that should play out still, Uh, which is why I get get really fascinated when people get upset with like, don't sweat the canon details too much. Never sweat the canon details. Let the story be told because there always seems to be some debate. Well, Anakin said Luke's, uh, Luke's the chosen one, right? So uh, that counteracts that counteracts what they said in the prequels. It doesn't counteract anything. It's the character's point of view. So I'm fascinated with that. And yeah, uh, the Master and Apprentice has some great stuff on the chosen one prophecy and where they came from. Uh, and I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert on Jedi lore for sure. So we'll, we'll dig that up. Uh, Mark uh, Monahan writes, of all the moments in the book, which is the most personal and most emotional? Great question. Great question. The most personal one might be the speeder bike one, <laughs> which is weird to think. Uh, that's number 54. Uh, no, 55. 55. Racing through Endor, the allure of the speeder bike sequence, because that is literally me writing about playing, um, playing speeder bike, playing biker scout as a kid. And getting in my uh, backyard, I was fortunate enough to have as a kid. And there was a tree, little, as a right little palm tree that was kind of angled like this. And I would just, I'd sometimes use, use it for the skiff above Tatooine, but a lot of times it was a speeder bike. And that one's, I mean, that is that is from my personal fandom. As far as the most emotional one, writing the Leia ones, writing the Carrie Fisher ones, there's a few in there that um, got me. And I'll tell you the one, I, the 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 the, uh, the epilogue, epilogue of Jar Jar Binks. Um, essay it was 82 or 83 or something like that um just knowing what happened tom at best and knowing what he went through to have chuck wendig gave give him some kind of um emotional send-off uh i, I really like that to, to to read uh to listen to ahmed best read that chuck wendig aftermath epilogue in jar jar's voice on uh, jamie stangroom's youtube channel uh still Still one of my favorite things, um, so check that out there. Great question. Uh, Derek uh, DeVernay asks, when you first came up with the idea of this book, uh, how nervous were you to begin, and how surprised have you been with the positive responses? First, before I do that, I'm going to turn this light on over here. Stay with me. 
just give us a little bit more. I notice I'm a little too dark, a little too shadowy, like I'm in a Dagobah cave. All right. Um, I was nervous with the idea of writing anything, um, even though I've been working uh, professionally and over you know, in various mediums for 25 years uh, in creative mediums. Uh, you never get you never get used to it. So any any positive response has been. Um, has been great. Uh, the negative ones stick with you. Um, but, uh, it's been great. And I have to learn to, uh, accept that Derek, accept that some people have liked what I've read. And there's little problems, you know, that this went through several copy editing rounds and I copy edited, but a word will get missed. Or there's one sentence I read early on. I was like, I didn't like that. I, I, I wish I had a chance to rewrite that. But, uh, eventually at some point you just got to press send on the manuscript and, and, and it's out of your hands. So, uh, we'll see. And, and Alicia Malone, uh, who wrote uh, Backwards and in Heels and uh, the Female Gaze for Mango Publishing, my friend Alicia, who who got me hooked up with Mango, she kind of experienced the same thing after the first book, kind of reading through it going, ooh, I wish I, I, wish I had a chance to rewrite that. So uh, just keep going. Keep rewinding. Chikori says, Ken, as a writer, I offer my compliments to the short essay approach. Thank you. It's easy and fun to read. It should be great for Star Wars fans of all kinds. Well, that's all. I, you know, I, I, I want you to be able to pick up this book and read any essay. I know there's a one through, a hundred through one kind of approach to it, but I want you to be able to pick up any essay at any point and just kind of feel uh, like you just, you just, you're not missing anything by reading that. And, uh, you know, it's easier. It wasn't necessarily easier to write, but it was easier to focus on. Um... Jacqueline says the Obi-Wan Anakin fight should have been higher. See, there you go. That's your list, Jacqueline. I, I do agree. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I understand that, I should say. Um, where, did it, where did it end up coming in? Did I even write about that one? I can't remember. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I wrote about it from the perspective. It was essay number 31. Yeah, yeah, and I wrote about it more from the perspective of... Um, of uh, waiting for it my whole life as a fan after reading about it and hearing about it in the Return of the Jedi novel. Um, so it's kind of a different approach to it there. And it looks like Jacori agrees with you. Uh, Lauren uh, Roma asks, was there anyone specific that pushed you to really make this book a reality? Um, yeah, my, I mean, myself, myself, after I got uh, laid off from Complex and not picked up by Collider, it's like you kind of look around, you're like, I got to do something. What do I really want to do? Um, the digital media world is very fun. It's given me a career or a different career path that I didn't think I'd have. But, you know, I've been in stand-up comedy for years. I've been in sketch comedy, uh, radio, all these things. So I've been in, in and out of the professional wrestling industry. So there's a lot of things I've done, uh, a lot of things I've tried, a lot of things I've failed at, a lot of things I've succeeded at. Um, I always wanted to write uh, a book of some kind, and this came up, and so it's it's scary, it's scary. But that's the thing; you just kind of have to you just kind of have to do it and dig in. Um, awesome, awesome, catching up here. You guys are doing great. I hope you guys uh, are having fun here. Um. We got uh, get uh, Joseph Scrimshaw to read it. I wish I could. It's not my choice, man. It's all it's all this company, this media company that does the auto books. Mm -mm. 
Tyler says, I agree with you regarding legends. They get criticized a lot because shilled of the Disney regime. One of the favorite lines from your book is, I'm not a critic, I'm a professional appreciator. Uh, that's because people see me on movie uh, movie fights or movie talk or any of those things, and they assume we're all critics. That's not why I started that career. I'm an entertainer, and I just love Star Wars. So I'm not here to um, give you a dissertation on why the films do or do not work. I'm here to, t- to appreciate it as a fan, and that's my approach. So... There you go. And like I said, Legends Legends is good. Le- Legends was there for a long, long time. Legends were had inspirational characters for a lot of people. Never I will never let anyone take that away from Legends. I just think it wasn't a lot of it wasn't Star Wars, too sci-fi, too silly. I think it also set up uh people for disappointment for this new stuff because Legends were mostly the continuation of the Han, of the Han, Luke and Leia kind of stories. And Star Wars is uh, should and always will be bigger than just three or four characters, even though those are the main ones in the original trilogy. So um, I think that created some problems, too, with with the new regimes, the new era where people are like, well, where, where's more Luke and Leia and R2? That's not always about that. So uh, what is my favorite post Disney purchase Star Wars material? Jim Adson writes that uh, Last Jedi is my second favorite Star Wars film. But really, I hate ranking them because they change at any time. Um, uh, so I'd say that um, I'd say the last 30 minutes of Rogue One are some of my favorite Star Wars that ever Star Wars. Uh, a lot of the novels uh, and the comics, but a lot of the Claudia Gray stuff. I just love digging into that stuff. Thank you, Jim, for that question. Mark says, uh, your book preaches the truth, the truth being that the Y-Wing is the best space fighter ever. I mean, that's just facts. That's just facts, Mark. Mark's here. Steve's here. Uh, Jacqueline uh, has a couple questions. Um, you had Ray and Kylo's first confrontation in interrogation room list, but didn't have the one where they're fighting with their sabers, and she taps into the Force. Sometimes over the acting music, all incredible. Why'd you leave that moment off the list too similar to the confrontation? Well, um, I, because I had the moment Ray uh, calls the lightsaber to her, um, which is part of that fight, but I wanted to highlight that moment. And uh, I am more fascinated with that dual interrogation scene even as time goes on more and more becomes one of my favorite, favorite moments where a lot of what's going on in Last Jedi, a lot of the stuff between Rey and Kylo, I think is built from that confrontation. It is an intimacy unlike any other in that moment. And I think a lot of things flow back to it. uh, And that's why there. And again, a lot of it, um, a lot of these moments, Jacqueline, are, are, are small they're small moments. Again, I go to the the Leia, the eyes of Leia on crate. Uh, that is that. I think I timed it. Is, it is not even two seconds, and and uh, that inspired pages in my mind. So um, that's the kind of the stuff I kind of wanted to cover more than these giant fights. Even like the throne room fight. There's a uh, there's a version of um, there's a version of uh, 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 essay number fifty nine that is not just uh, that's the Kylo Unchained moment, but I had the whole fight written and I didn't like it. My editors didn't really like it, and I had to break it down to smaller moments. So that that's kind of where it goes. Sam over there in Greece asks, I like the things you wrote about Obi Wan's death. Did you understand the meaning of? Uh, the first time you watched it, I did it. No, I did not, Them. That's a great question, Them. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, in a way, you 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 learn. Obi Wan dies, and it means something to you if you watch it as a young fan, as it should. And I wanted to write about that. Obi Wan in A New Hope is the grandfather that shows up to keep you safe in this strange, weird world, and so you have that connection to it on that level. But as you go on, uh, as you go on, the the story, uh, the Obi Wan's death, just means more and more. And I think that that's important as fans to remember that too. Uh, there's always going to be more layers, but Star Wars is is real simple at its core, and so that means you can kind of grow with it. And uh, I hope that kind of came across there. Uh, thanks, uh, Jacqueline, for posting the page. Chad Benefield asks, uh, Lauren's asking on behalf of him, how much does the environment of the moment influence the moment uh, for you? Music, writing style, visual stakes before the results after? I think a lot of it there. I think when, it, when a moment grabs me, all those things are working. Um... But a lot of times it's just how you view Star Wars, the Porg moment. I wrote about the Porg scream in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Um, I dare say the writing style, uh, the visual and the music, uh, you know, are there. But what just grabbed me was this Porg screaming. So there's some stakes um, and there's a, a deeper level to it if you're open to it. And that's what I want. You know, I don't want people to I don't I don't want to say I want anyone to learn anything from my book. I think that's kind of that's that's weird to say. But I want I want I wish more people would watch Star Wars uh, as I do or Joseph Scrimshaw does or Jennifer Landa does of just watching with your heart and not your mind and uh, uh, not worrying about uh, plot holes and canon details, and all those kind of things. Um when you watch Star Wars, it's the story that unfolds in front of you and these deeper connections and themes to what came before it, what will come after it. A Porg screaming on the Millennium Falcon because he's part of the fight will inspire you more than if you're worried about uh, where were the Porgs in Episode 7. <laughs> yeah. um, if you get it. Uh, save a seat for Schnipp says, just rewatched the last Jedi uh, commentary by Force Center. Love the simple moment when Ray feels the rain drip, water dripping off a falcon. What a human moment. Yeah, that's a great moment. Uh, that's a great moment and potentially one that could have made the list. Uh, I think I had a lot of, I have a lot of stuff about Ray, Ray from nowhere, Ray's upbringing. So I think I covered that ground, but I love that moment. It's a powerful moment. And again, if, if you're, if, if you're, if you, it's, I think that's easy to miss for some fans, not all fans. But Ray holding out her hand, much like Ray flying into Takadana and being like, oh, I've never seen so much green in my life. Like, those are powerful moments. Uh, what are my hopes for the Cassian Andor series, says Mark Moynihan? Um, I want a lot. Of, I want some spy thriller stuff. I want some morality of uh, good and evil and the shades of gray uh, uh, that we play with and, and making the choice to be better. And, um, you know, I, I really specifically, I hope uh, Cassian runs into some characters we know including Saw Gerrera, uh, Edrio, and Benthic, uh, Two Tubes, uh, Emphis Ness, those kind of characters. I would love to see the galaxy in that time period. Um, Kyle says, I feel the interrogation scene was the thing that helped unlock more of Ray's powers. This is someone instituted a block in the brain. I I, I, I love that, Kyle. I think uh, you're going, if I'm less, less I'm completely wrong, you're going into some specific you know, story that, uh, that was, uh, there's a block in her brain and that that's how it got unlocked. I, I, I understand that, but I think, I think just spiritually, figuratively, in a lot of the bigger ways, that moment was when Ray things started to happen and probably cause Kylo was a little connected and he's force sensitive and all this kind of, I think that, so yeah, I think, uh, I don't know 
again, I don't, maybe I'm getting what you're saying wrong, Kyle. I think you and I are on the same page of like, that is the moment that the force really kind of woke up in her. Uh, after a bit, it being probably just around her for a while, um, whether it was specific or not, by design, meaning it being blocked. Maybe we'll find out, but I like that there. Um, Jim Madsen writes, what's your favorite headcanon moment? Mine is the Darth Vader helmet of speaker for Anakin using brainwaves. That's interesting. Explosive Vader's breathing with talking in a different voice. Uh, favorite headcanon. We go into a lot of headcanon stuff. I'll, t- I'll have to try to come back to that, Jim. That's a great question. Kind of catch me off guard there. Um, I don't know. That's some fun stuff. I'll have to come back to headcanon, but I love that. I love that. That's a funny one. Uh, Steve writes, now I really don't like the idea of Raylo of Arancalo becoming a romantic thing, but I love the idea that they're like this cosmic duality that keeps each other in check. Yeah, look, um, I have no problem with the Raylo idea. It completely makes sense from a certain point of view. It totally does. Um, and if it goes that way, it goes that way. Um, but I like and going back to that dual interrogation moment and going to the moment last Jedi where they touch each other's hands. It is an intimacy that is way beyond physical intimacy way beyond romantic intimacy it is it is something different and, and they've they've seen each other's fears um ray knows kylo kylo knows ray and ray knows ben um so i think uh i like that idea uh, they're kind of their own ice and fire um mm. Tyler says, I just love appreciating Star Wars. If someone doesn't like a movie, fine. I may not like moments of it either. However, that doesn't mean I can't like and appreciate certain moments of it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to watch Star Wars, too. That's when Joseph Scrimshaw and I and Jennifer, but mostly Joseph and I, were, were the stronger prequelists on Force Center. When we say we're prequelists, that does not mean some blind love of every second of the movie because none of these movies are perfect. And I, and I always, it, it bothers me when people assume that. We just, there's so many spectacular moments in them. And this is all fun. I didn't write this book um, uh, because I don't love it. You know what I mean? I legitimately love this stuff, and and, uh, I think there's something to appreciate all the time. Um, Steve Beck said, I love the idea of the relationship going far beyond some sexual parry, more cosmic, epic, and fatalistic. Uh, I like that. Uh, it would play so nicely into the idea that Ray could beat Kylo in Force Awakens. Kylo's injured, but the two halves are sort of evenly matched. She said it's a cosmic coin. Uh, you know, you know, you know who would appreciate that, Steve? George Lucas. <laughs> Which movie is the most quotable to you? For me, seem to quote Episode One more than others. Uh, that's a great question, Mark. Um, I think Return of the Jedi for me is the most quotable one. Uh, but the prequels are too. And sometimes it's funny quotes, like almost mocking it in a way, but so there's a lot of stuff. I a lot of stuff in star Wars empire strikes back has a lot of weird clunky quotes Two fighters against a star destroyer from hobby. Like what? Um, but I used to quote that all the time. So that's part of the fun too. I, I think, uh, in this time period, uh, a lot of star Wars fans have forgotten to have fun with star Wars too. Meaning not just that you love it, but that you can kind of poke a little fun at it at times. So some of my favorite quotes are some of the silliest, weirdest out of place quotes still with my, what is she proposing? And rogue one is still one of my favorite quotes of all time. Um, uh, Lauren right. Lauren Romo writes, what is the best part, uh, experience of writing this book? Uh, finishing it. And no matter what happens and no matter what, at that time, not knowing 
the reception, not knowing if I'd sell two copies. I figured my mom and my girlfriend would buy a copy of the book. So I, like, I had two sales, but not knowing anything beyond that and completing it, but setting out to do something that I personally was afraid of, Lauren, and personally didn't know if I could pull off and at least completing it. Everything else is cake, frosting on the cake. Well, it's cake. Uh, the rest, the, the completing it was the vegetables. How about that? Kyle says we're totally on the same page. I knew we were, Kyle. Um, Mark Monahan says the remade Vader Kenobi fight from Episode is canon now. I like that. I like that. Um, how are we doing? That bad, huh? Yeah, those are great quotes. Uh, how much do you love Star Wars? 3,000 or somewhere in the six day at 900 range? Whatever the ultimate number is, 42. The ultimate number, the answer to life, universe, and everything. That's what I love it. That guy's wise. Yeah, thank you, Mark Bonner. That uh, I grew up not sure, not sure if that was something I heard for real. Did that Ewok really say, that guy's wise? He did, right? <laughs> As a kid, that was one of my favorite lines. Um, save a seat for Schnepp. That That's why I wrote about it. This is Amaratus of the Rebel Alliance. All squadron leaders report in. Um, love that moment. It really, it, that moment moves me to tears. Uh, of course, let's definitely look forward to the post episode nine updates. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it brings. Look at this. Them from Greece says, only this. I learned how to speak English just by watching Star Wars before I was nine. What a beautiful way to learn our kind of crazy language. It's a weird language over here, Them. But to learn it from Star Wars is amazing. Uh, Jacqueline asks, what character from Clone Wars or Rebels would you love to see in a live-action movie TV series? So if, if we're saying specifically to Clone Wars or Rebels... Ooh, I know the I, Ahsoka... Ahsoka is like one of my top five favorite characters. Really just love Ahsoka. I really, really do. I don't know, but I love the character so much that without Ashley Eckstein doing the voice, and I don't think you'd put her in the, in, in the live action version, I don't know if I want it. I'd be open to it, but I don't know if I'd want it. Um, Rex is another one. And we're not getting into the whole Rex and Return of the Jedi controversy just a fully functional rex in um casting and or something like that would be good uh there's a lot of choices though sabine uh kanan uh, there's a lot of choices uh because my answer for like overall book comics video games i want ray sloan in like Cassian Andor series is like a captain or a lieutenant coming up the ranks. I want Iden Versio. Put Janina Gavankart on Cassian Andor series. There's just no way. It have to work. Do it. Do it. Uh, and Dr. Uh, Dr. Afra. Um, what is something within the galaxy that you're speculating responsible about for the new set of films? Um, be it D&D or Ryan. I, I do think one of them will be doing the formation of the Jedi Alliance, um, whether it's specific Knights of the Old Republic, Old Republic, all this stuff. I, I, I do believe we're going back to that time frame. And that, that does get my mind wandering. Um, so speculate responsibly, as we say on Force Center. Save the dream. It's a great line. I love, by the way, I love <laughs> slap the flipper down. 
apparatus. I I love Forrest Whitaker Sagarera. I I think it's I think it's awesome, and it's over, and it should. It's Star Wars. It should be over the top at times. Uh, power, unlimited power. I mean, that's one of the greatest all time over, over, uh, over the top moments. And I love, I love, uh, love Sagarera. Uh, did you come here to kill me? Did they send you here to kill me? I love that moment. Are we not friends? Um, Chance right thoughts on Warner Herzog being in The Mandalorian. It was a bit of a trip to learn that he was playing a role. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious to me. And seeing the scene that he was in, or at least one of the scenes at Star Wars Celebration, um, uh, there's a lot to the scene that I love, and it was great having him there. And I just love that he kind of doesn't even really know what Star Wars is. Never really, I've really seen him. Uh, Dan Allen asks, why, do, why does the Lucasfilm want to do Bounty Hunter materials, movie, TV shows, so forth? I love the Bounty Hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I, Bounty Hunters, we, we talk about that a lot on Force Center, Dan. Bounty Hunters are a very key part of Star Wars. Um, definitely, you know, solo, you get a lot of, uh, the, there's no specific bounty hunters, but they're mentioned. Um, so we can get a little bit on the underworld. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing more of it, uh, Dan and Mandalorian. People do love bounty. I love bounty hunters. Uh, I think it's a thing. It's part of star Wars. So you'll get them. You'll get them. I think, uh, it just, it didn't, it didn't play. It wouldn't play into the sequel trilogy as much. It makes sense to me that they're not in the sequel trilogy, though there could definitely be a place for them. But I think you get more stuff, Dan. Keep the faith alive there. Um, yeah, the yeah the Rex retcon. It's yeah, it's it's interesting. Yes to Ray Sloan. Yes to Iden. Um, uh, Tyler says one Ashley to play Soka in live action. She totally work with more professional artists to make it. Uh, she wouldn't. Uh, she wouldn't. They just wouldn't. They just wouldn't. It's just unfortunate, unfortunate, but uh, uh, she just she, she would not be cast as Ahsoka. Uh, what would you think of the Dirty Dozen style Rebel story? Would you rather see it in comic books or TV or movies? Uh, TV series, I like that. Kyle Gerben says, uh, "Ooh, the Universal uh, calls great." Yeah, absolutely, right. Just like I, I just like I want Katie Sackhoff to be Bo Katan in the Mandalorian series. Uh, give me Iden Versio in there as well. Oh, got it. Says Mark Bonham. Uh, I'm excited for Saw coming back in Fallen Order. Yes, yes. I was, I was, I was like, I was responsibly excited for Fallen Order. What I mean by that is I was responsible as a Star Wars pundit and fan that, yes, I'm excited for Jedi Fallen Order. But then I saw Saw and I was like, oh, now I actually want to play it. Um, and, uh, I think, I think that's good. Uh, what can you say? So what do you say? Is Matt Smith a liar? Going to prove Christian right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I get it. It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot. Uh, you're you're doing 59 press interviews a day and probably getting asked, uh, you know, 69 times in those 59 interviews, are you going to be in episode nine? And maybe you say no comment, no comment. And finally, one, you're just like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not going to be in it. Stop asking me. Um and maybe is, maybe isn't. Uh, are you going to make uh, my own lightsaber and go Galaxy's Edge? What color should uh, I'm not going to because it costs $200 and uh, I need to eat. Um, I would uh, say that uh, my color would be green. Uh, did I get a chance to check out Doug Chang's panel at Celebration? No, I actually don't go to panels. I don't like panels much. Uh, I had to go cover the big ones, uh, save a seat for Schnepp. 
Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. I'd love to read that. Uh, that great. If you guys haven't checked out the Dan Brooks uh, oral history of Phantom Menace on StarWars.com, check it out. Doug Chang's got some great stuff. But I loved seeing the. I was there in my. Well, I was in my hotel room watching the live stream for the, the Phantom Menace panel, and there was some great stuff. Gene Bolt and and Rob Coleman and John Knoll and Doug Chang, great crew. So I love hearing those stories. Um, Kyle says, uh, yeah, yeah, I need a group of rebels escaping Imperial Prison Planet. Or well, Romas, new Je- new Lego Star Wars or Jedi Fallen Order video game, which you're more excited for? I, I mean, Fallen Order, just because it has some weight to it, some oomph, but I'm really excited for that Lego Star Wars one. Like, really excited for it. <clears throat> Tyler would like to see Ray Sloan and a lot more stuff. Uh, um, new Dawn. Oh, you'd love to see Count Vidian. Uh, see, Count Vidian's one of my least favorite things in new canon. But Tyler, if you love Count Vidian, then I love that you love Count Vidian. And, and I'd hope we get a little bit more. Uh, New Dawn wasn't my favorite, but you know what? It gave us Ray Sloan, Captain Ray Sloan, Jonathan Jackson Miller creator, and that's one of my favorite characters. So uh, I also think New Dawn gave us a lot of great Kanan and Hera stuff that I think might mean a little bit more now that Rebels is done. So I'm always up for revisiting New Dawn. Thoughts on the Brie Larson rumors is Ahsoka Tano and the Mandalorian. Uh, My thoughts are that is uh, not going to happen, but Brie Larson is the type, that's the type of actor. Uh, Rosario Dawson came up a while ago. Those are the kind of actors that you'll see doing Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Mark says, you're leaving in a hurry. Next, only put on a rebel cap instead of an imperial one. Uh, Do you go home and change? No, no, I have, I actually have some rebel stuff. I'm good with that. I just like the look of the Imperial logo a lot better. Uh, do I have a favorite creature in Solo? Six Eyes and the Bubble Giant are really neat. Uh, yeah, I like the little, like, little cute little rat-like fox monster little, that's, like, at the Sabacc table uh, that Warwick Davis plays that kind of looks at Solo and gives him a little happy snicker. Just I want to pet his, pet his little head. Um, uh, I do like, and Therm Scissor Punch. It's hard not to like Therm Scissor Punch. Uh, do I think the moment mask uh, that uh, Galaxy's Edge gives us an idea that the Emperor might return? How the Emperor might return? Eh, I don't think the moment. I don't think moment will be connected to Episode Nine. Um, but that idea of the Sith hauntings and all those kind of things, I could see. Uh, just I can't. I can't stress enough how much I don't believe J.J. Abrams, uh, especially Abrams, maybe Chris Terrio, uh, co-writer of Nine. How much they just don't read this other stuff. They just don't care. They're going to make their own movie. A um, couple more questions um, uh, as we go here. Um, I've got to get going here soon. Uh, but uh, I've really enjoyed this. And uh, if you have any more questions about the book, uh, Star Wars in general, I'll be here for about uh, five, five more minutes or so. And then i got to get some stuff going on. If Palpatine returns in the flesh, will he use a lightsaber? No. It's a good question, Mark, but I'd say no. Save a seat for Schnepp. Thanks for doing this. Oh, no, no. Thank you. Look, I'd be talking into a microphone if you guys weren't here. So the fact that you're here makes this all the more powerful. Why write a book, Dan Allen asks. Uh, I wanted to challenge myself, Dan. Uh, Something I want to do for a while. Um, You know, I I think... um, uh, I think a lot of people see us in the digital media space and that's all they see us as, but I've been out here in LA for over 20 years as a screenwriter and, you know, f- trying to be, didn't work out. Uh, I did sketch comedy for a long time at the ground lanes, uh, in, uh, you know, stand up comedy. 
uh, professional wrestling. Um, so I, I'm a creative person outside of just talking on collider shows and I wanted to do something that had a little more oomph to it, you know, and it was a challenge. So that's why I did it. But that's a good question. Because uh, it's a lot of pain. Why put yourself through a lot of pain, Dan, right? Um, Save a seat for Schnapps. Ask, do I have a favorite essay in the book? Oh, that's like that's like your children. Um, I like the one on Infant's Nest. I like the one on Ray Sloan. I really do like the one I fought for it. Uh, I like the one about Luke Skywalker's death. Uh, and I like the final one. Them, thanks for your questions. It's 1 a.m. there. He, Them's got to get to sleep over in Greece. Oh, what happened in... Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Steve. Uh, Tyler says, a, a question. I know that you love uh, Rebel vs. Empire stories, so what are your thoughts on Twilight Company? Personally, love it, but I understand the characters need flesh now. I actually, Twilight Company is one of the only new canon novels I haven't read yet. Uh, oversight on my part, and I keep meaning to go back. Um... But thanks, uh, thanks, Steve. Um, Seth Hanning idea seems like the nice big the through line. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Kyle. Yeah, moment. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you think moment's going to be mentioned. But yeah, yeah. What are my thoughts on Tales of the Bounty Hunters, Jabba's Palace, Moss Eisley Cantina books? Uh, I didn't read those, Dan. Actually, I'm not a huge fan of Legends, so I didn't read. I didn't read those. I have a copy though. Someone sent me. I have a copy of. I'm looking for it around here. Uh, Moss Ice. I think the no, can, uh, Tales of Jabba's Palace I have sitting around here. But yeah, I didn't like a lot of those legend stuff, so I didn't. Re- I, I stopped reading after about 95. Jim Adson, right? Who's my favorite person to host Collider Jedi Council with? Uh, everyone equally. <laughs> what is my favorite collectible I own? Um, it's personal things, Jacqueline. Uh, Jacqueline uh, asked that. Uh, um uh like my Phantom Menace ticket, um um my magazine that I had since a kid, like nineteen eighty the Return of the Jedi One. And I gotta say I love this wicket. This is a life size wicket back here, and I love it. From uh Fandom uh Trion Endor, Emerald Moon, Trion Endor. Check them out on Etsy. Um uh, Dan asked if I started Alphabet Squadron yet. I have not yet. That is literally that is literally on my table right over here, Dan. That is uh, that is next on my list. I just finished Dooku Jedi Lost, which is really good. Uh, Robin, what do we got? Oh, Rob, Rob, Rob asks, uh, have you reached a point in, uh, during your Star Wars fandom that keeping up with Star Wars felt like work? How do you find uh, the happiness of Star Wars if you did? Um, it's a great question. I get having a lot of... Yes, there's times where talking about it sometimes feels like work or sometimes you feel like you have to get to it. Uh, Alphabets, I'm so looking forward to Alphabet Squadron, which Dan just asked me about, but there's a, a book I want to read about the history of uh, kids in the hall. There's uh, um, a book I have on like uh, the Templar Knights, like all these like silly... I want to read those, I'm, I, but I can't... Sometimes I feel like I can't take a break, especially with the comics too. I try to keep up with the comics. I just kind of kind of had to back off on them. But other than that, uh, Rob, it's never really become work. Uh, even there are times when I'll... You know, with Force Center, we record sometimes six hours of content a week. Uh, and I'll still put on a Star Wars movie when I'm uh, bored. Uh, Mr. Magoo in space uh, for a Boba Fett movie idea. Okay, I could uh, I could see that. Uh, Phantom Menace. I just found like two months ago. Yeah, but that's the point, Steve. I thought I I thought I lost it. I thought I was long gone, and then it fell out of the Phantom Menace novel because I used it as a bookmark. And I was like, <laughs> it's still in my life, so it's still there, and I'm still using it as a bookmark because I'm almost done rereading the Phantom Menace novel. And that's an example. So going back to that question, um, 
I had just listened to Dooku Jedi Lost, just read Master and Apprentice, have to read Alphabet Squadron. When I'm not reading those or listening to those, I'm finishing up the Phantom Menace novel just kind of for myself. So I still love it. Uh, are you glad to see Game of Thrones has ended? No, I was glad. Uh, I love season eight. It's one of my favorite seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, but the discussion around it got so kind of bad, Dan, that I was relieved to not have to discuss it much anymore. But my podcast, Casterly Talk, still goes on because we're talking about the books, World of Ice and Fire, getting ready for the prequel series, looking back. So uh, I still enjoy it. All right, a couple more questions couple more questions. Dan, thanks for your questions. Tyler, thanks for your questions and comments. Corey, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I like that name. Uh, Tyler, Steve, Kyle, Kyle again, uh, Mark, Jim, Rob, Jacqueline. Uh, growing up the list here, as I want to give you all credit. Save a seat for Schnepp. Uh, thank you for your uh questions today uh all of you all of you lauren i can't can't uh, thank lauren and uh jacqueline and chad and all the um admins for this group for being so nice to me and the four center crew um so i like that there uh my pa- thank you rob my passion is so affectionate uh, for what it's worth your optimism does keep me happy with stars thank you i appreciate that if if this if if this if star wars isn't making you happy anymore that's fair just you you could step aside you can step aside i st- i have to st- i had to stop eating lasagna after a while because it was giving me too much heartburn you just got to step aside don't keep putting that lasagna down your throat if you don't like it <laughs> uh thank you uh, save a seat for snap for the round of applause dan says you're coming back to orlando for the schmodown in october uh, i never know we never we never know who's going to the schmodowns until last minute um a lot of it depends on who gets into the matches and stuff like that i'd love to orlando was fun uh, i'd love to go see uh, say hi to some of my friends who work over at uh WWE. um any advice for potentially want to go to Celebration in Anaheim? Uh, just do it, Tyler. Save up and do it. Get a hotel when you can and uh, do it. Uh, shout out to Anna, our Greek admin. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Are you an admin too, Jim? I didn't know that. If you are, I'm so, uh, apologize if I forgot that. Um, I'm looking forward to the Long Night prequel, the Empire of Ash Valerian prequel. Uh, Long Night prequel. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. Just step aside. There you go. Um, you got it, Kyle. Happy to find the positive side of this. Uh, uh, you got it, Dan. Um, that's right. We did hang out there, huh, Dan? I forget that. Uh, yeah, that uh, meet and greet. I think you bought me a drink, Dan. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. This is fun. I'll probably try to edit an audio version of this since I had to do two streams. I don't know how if I have time to edit the videos together. Um, but maybe an audio version of this will go up and, um, we'll put it up, uh, I'll put it up maybe on my Patreon page, but also maybe let the admin group have it, a copy of it as well, uh, out of, uh, thanks for hosting this and maybe we'll do more of this. So that is that. I think, uh, those in this chat room have, uh, got my book for those listening who don't, uh, you can get why we love star Wars, uh, at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indiebound, wherever books are sold, leave an Amazon review if you have the time and the desire to, you don't have to, but it would help greatly. Uh, go to local bookstores and uh, request the book. Request it from your local library. Uh, anything you can do to help would be greatly appreciated. But more than anything, I just want you all to still love Star Wars. Keep loving Star Wars. Find something in it that you love and celebrate it. Uh, that is it. That is it. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye.